All right, so welcome to the Well Actually Podcast, uh, Season 2. Thank you for joining me, however you may be joining me. Uh, please remember you can subscribe to the Well Actually Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. And videos of the podcast will be available on YouTube. That's not a promise. That's that's me saying I'll do my best. So, uh, in case this is your first time listening... Uh, try to entertain and educate at the same time sometimes we make it happen other times we have fun trying and uh there's been a lot that's gone on since the last episode so in case you were in a coma and you or you were in a cave and you just got out and you haven't had time to check your phone which would be kind of weird because you're listening to a podcast now but anyway just gonna try and update you on a few things that happened since you've been gone and uh, I'll try and be brief because this is usually where we get to the where we get to the news and notes of what occurred since the last episode. And uh, you know, so just get through it and see all the things that have happened so far since the last episode. So there was a, a fire, wildfire in Australia, which endangered about a billion. That's what it be, a billion animals and over a hundred species. Uh, an Iranian general, uh, General Soleimani, was killed in a U.S. drone strike. And Iran has since issued uh, an arrest warrant for your president. Uh, the Chinese WHO notified the world of COVID. Yeah. Henry and Meghan announced that they were stepping down from the royal family. Again, that was this year. Uh, world War Three almost happened because Iran attacked Iraqi bases housing American troops. Uh, a Ukrainian flight crashed, uh, unfortunately, killing 176 passengers. Uh, Iran took responsibility because they thought it was a threat. Uh, the impeachment trial, yeah, again, that was this year. Uh, where the charges were abuse of power and obstruction of Congress. Only the third sitting president to go, to go through such. And he was, of course, acquitted by the Senate. Then we had the first U.S. COVID case, which was in the state of Washington followed by the lockdown of Wuhan, China, where we think it uh, originated. And then we had the very, very uh, sad story of Kobe and Gigi, along with seven other passengers who died in a helicopter crash in L.A. And then we had Brexit. Yeah. And that was January. Yeah. Then, of course, Harvey Weinstein... Uh, was convicted of third-degree rape and first-degree sexual assault. Eventually sentenced to 23 years in jail in a New York court. Uh, charges are still to come in California. Then Elizabeth Warren suspended her campaign because apparently being too prepared was somehow a flaw. God bless America. Then Italy went on full lockdown. Uh, only grocery stores and pharmacies were allowed to be open. Because they have one of the oldest populations in the world. So they, were, they weren't taking any chances. The WHO then officially declared coronavirus a pandemic. On the same day, uh, Tom Hanks and Reed Wilson got coronavirus. So I think for a lot of people, that was the time. That was the incident that made it become real for certain people. For some people, it's never going to be real. And we'll get to those people later. On that same day, the NBA canceled their season. Then we had uh, the president 
eventually declare a national emergency after calling it a hoax for weeks, a hoax by the Democrats, he said. Uh, that was Friday the 13th, and like it wasn't already sad enough, uh, that was the same day Breonna Taylor was shot eight times in Louisville while the police were serving a no-knock warrant to the wrong house. As of the time of this recording, there have been no arrests, arrests in that case. Well, except for her boyfriend or fiance, who was like, who he was uh, cops who shot her, have not even been arrested. Uh, then there was Tiger King. Tiger King, that was also this year. The Tokyo Olympics have been postponed till 2021. Yeah. Uh, the FBI killed a man suspected of plotting to blow up a hospital treating corona patients. So I don't even know what. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go past that because there are a lot of questions and I feel like asking those questions. Asking those questions would answer that I so I'm just gonna move on past that. Then there was a true trillion with a T with the T R trillion stimulus package, which conveniently had a lot of money going to corporations and chicken change coming to us regular folk. And then 3 million people filed for unemployment. And that, folks, that was March. Uh, then we had a million cases of coronavirus officially uh, stated. Congratulations. Uh, the CDC finally recommended face coverings. Who knows how many people would have been saved if they had recommended that sooner. Uh, Wuhan, where... It seems to be the epicenter of the virus lifted their lockdown. And then Bernie Sanders dropped out of the presidential race. Then at some point, New York had more corona cases than any country in the world with a total with 7,000 deaths. Then, then we got to a point where a lot of people didn't have any answers. And that was when 22 million people filed for unemployment, which is the worst since the Great Depression. Uh, it's it's not even something that anyone could have fathomed, but in hindsight, it's like, yeah, it it was always going to head in that direction. But, you know, in Texas, they were like, you know what, you're tired of everybody being alive. So they began to ease their corona restrictions. Yeah. Uh, then a man dressed as a police officer killed 16 people in Nova Scotia, Canada. <laughs> we had a point where... Huh, Oil prices fell to the point where they reached negative values. And uh, I don't even know how to explain that because you'd probably have to talk to some sort of economist or, I don't know, somebody who dabbles in that. <clears throat> then one of the more outrageous stories, and like everything hasn't been outrageous so far, traders in his camp. Like It got to the point that even TMZ got it wrong. Like I'm not saying they're like the most credible source, but if TMZ's, if TMZ says you're dead, you're dead. Like, even if you're alive, you're dead. So they, they got that one wrong. And then, <laughs> so I know I said the last one was the most absurd, but yeah, the Pentagon basically confirmed the existence of aliens. Okay, what what they did was they actually just released footage of UFOs, which uh, UFOs, unidentified flying up. So they just said, you know, there's some stuff out there that we can't identify and Maybe all of you that are at home might just want to take a look at this. And then we had armed protesters in at the Michigan State Capitol 
basically demanding for their freedom to die because you know what they're like all these protective measures are really cramping our style and we like to go get haircuts and we like to go eat brunch in the middle of a damn pandemic yeah so that was april then we had the we had the murder hornets uh, that was spotted in washington state why is everything just starting in washington state can we can we have a discussion with the pacific northwest but you know what Funny thing, we haven't really heard much from them. I guess they sort of like read the room and were like, you know what, you guys have a lot going on right now. We'll come back later. But all, all seriousness, like, so when you hear the name Murder Hornets, it, you're thinking, oh, great, we're going to get stung and die. I mean, possibly. But the murder part of it is that they kill bees, which are like the main pollinators for crops that or flowers or plants or whatever that we depend on. So in a very in a very calculating way, maybe the murder hornets are just playing the long game and trying to wipe us out completely and just instead of stinging us one by one. That might be a bit scarier, but you know, we move on. And then uh, the video from a video was released from February in the case of uh, Ahmad Arbery, who was killed by two men in Georgia. And what makes this what makes this really uh, unfortunate? Is that they actually released the video thinking that it would buttress their case and that they were justified in doing so. And that's really what got them arrested and charged. After that, national employment reached 14.7%. That means more than one in seven uh, members of the working population were unemployed. One in seven. Uh, we had Karen in Gone Wild. Uh, Amy Cooper was caught on tape in Central Park and what happened was she was just told to put her dog on a leash in an area that required dogs being on a leash and you could see the point where she tries to weaponize the police against a black man and it's not the first time and unfortunately it won't be the last time and it's something that is part of this country's heritage is part of this country's legacy where the word of a white woman or a white person in general is all it takes to round up the police and be used as like the as executioner because of some sort of inconvenience for them and rightfully so her life was ruined when has that ever stopped uh white people from doing stuff like that because it still continues to happen even after that and of course the karen act has uh been submitted as law and like because of white people just using false or exaggerated uh calls to the police in order to get black people to to do what they want and yeah and on that same day uh we had the george floyd uh murder not death it was murder and what what seemed to spark something in everybody was that he seemed to be narrating his own death and that was when a police officer knelt on his neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds. And I'm not entirely sure what people have so-called allies have been watching before this, where this was a situation where they decided that, OK, they were they were finally going to listen. To, oh, so you guys were serious about this police brutality thing. And like, no, you don't you don't. I'm not going to say like, oh, uh, well, no, we don't need allies. But it's like, did you think we're making it up before? Like. There are countless, countless, like literally countless, like can't even say them 
like number of incidences with the police where we're like even in states that don't have the death penalty for convicted murderers incidences like this occur where someone whether it be a broken taillight uh quote-unquote resisting arrests uh someone just fleeing from the police and of course all they'll say is they they feared for their life so then the day after that protests began and they and don't be like don't be like uh don't be fooled by mainstream media the protests have not stopped since March, since May 26th till the time of this recording, the protests have not stopped. They might have stopped showing them because, you know, they only get off on the site of burning vehicles or burning buildings or burning precincts or or Gucci stores being looted or whatever. And we can get into how a lot of that was uh, sparked by outside influences or even <clears throat> law enforcement. But, you know, uh you know, I'm still, we still have a long way to go. And then we had the incident of Twitter fact-checking your president. They didn't say this was a lie, but they were like, you know what? There were a lot of untruths here. And like, so we just wanted to make sure you people were aware of it. And then that's when he started throwing his fit that he was like going to dial back all the protections given to social media agencies or whatever. And like, yeah, cool story, bro. And then murder charges were finally brought in the George Floyd case. Which tells you that, you know what? Protests work. Yeah. But, you know, moving on. And that was May. So then we go to June and we had the Blackout Tuesday, which was a coordinated effort uh, with black screens or social media, which was a way of showing solidarity with the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, It was, and uh, we had a lot of, corporations or companies that sell stuff retail agencies or whatever telling that now is not the time for retail now is the time for reflection uh a time for social change and social justice or whatever and the thing about that is it was it had good intentions it really did and i'm sure a lot of people learned a lot based on it but there were some there was a bit of confusion because you know if there are a lot of black screens and you search a hashtag for Blackout Tuesday, all you're going to see is black screens, right? But a lot of people are tagging in with Black Lives Matter, BLM, and there are a lot of people who get their information based on those hashtags. And then once you click on those hashtags, you get black screens and then you don't see the information that you need either to coordinate uh, the protests that were going on at the time or just even bail funds or whatever. So it's like there was a lot of misinformation. There was a lot of chaos going on but again it was coming from a good place then we had the richard brooks case killed by police in the parking lot of wendy's because he apparently fell asleep in a drive-thru and he was and police were called so (laughs) it's like man we like why is it that any slight inconvenience caused or any perceived inconvenience caused by black folks constitutes a call to the police. Knocking on the window, calling a tow truck, whatever would have done the job. But you know, I thing is, so you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna walk that back because I haven't seen the video. I haven't seen 
I don't watch any of these videos. I haven't watched because I haven't watched the last time I saw a video of any of these things. I want to say maybe back to Michael Brown. I just I just made that decision that I wasn't going to watch any of these videos. So yes, and I have not seen the George Floyd video. I have no intention of seeing it. I've seen stills of the police officer on his neck. I have not heard any of the the footage because I don't need to hear or see these incidents for me to understand why it is so uh, tragic, why these people were deserving of humanity, which the police or other perpetrators did not seem to think so. And for some people, it's like, that's what they needed to see. I'm not sure why. But it's also worth noting that we do not, we don't see a lot of footage of white bodies in peril, white bodies being disposed of. It might be that the fact that they don't occur as much, the numbers might say mm, that's not true. But per capita, not as much, definitely. But in whole instances, they occur. We just don't see them. We don't see if there's like a white child, a white adult. We don't see it. But black bodies being displayed, they played over and over and over. And you might think that it's a form of, you might think it's a form of outreach or so like, oh, to drive the point home. What it really is, is like, it's a form of control where they're like, okay, look at what we can do to you. Look, look at what can be done to you. And you're going to be forced to watch it over and over. It's a reminder of what they can do to you. Because all they had to say was a cop knelt on his neck. And like, you'd get the picture. Black people would get the picture. We already know. But for if that's what it takes to let you know, like, uh, I'm not doing that to myself. And I don't know. Maybe some of, maybe that just makes me, you know, maybe that just makes me squeamish or maybe that makes me weak, whatever. I'll deal with it that way. And uh, so after the day after the um, Richard Brooks was killed in the parking lot of Wendy's, that Wendy's was burned to the ground. I'm not going to say uh, I'm not going to say I approve, but I get it. I get it. Wendy's had to go. Then Juneteenth, uh, there was a large conversation around Juneteenth. And uh, and in case you're unaware of what Juneteenth is, it's when. <laughs> I, I, I know I sound like I'm laughing, but it's because of how preposterous, preposterous it is when you explain it. It's like two years after the Emancipation Proclamation was signed, uh, <laughs> that's when uh, the enslaved in Texas, that's something also, also I've learned is that they weren't slaves, they were enslaved because just calling them slaves put the burden on them as opposed to enslaved. And when there were people who like, they were free people before they were brought here. I'm not even going to get into that. But yeah, when enslaved people in Texas were finally free. And it's like, okay. Uh, a lot of companies, organizations, institutions, and even some state governments have made Juneteenth a holiday. I'm not sure if it's at the federal level yet, but, you know, one step at a time. And <laughs> I know... So this is not a laugh out of like amusement. It's more of incredulity because like your president also initially scheduled a campaign rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma, of all places. 
on Juneteenth, but I don't know if it was like uh, cooler heads prevailed or he got like a really hard nudge, like you should not do this. So it's moved to the next day. And the campaign rally was basically a petri dish of racism and Corona because there have been countless cases connected back to that rally of people with Corona, including Herman Cain. You know, Herman Cain, he was Ben Carson before Ben Carson. Uh, you know, the black voice of of disappointment and where did he go wrong? Uh, showing his support for uh, his president and talking about how coronavirus is a hoax. And then, you know, on schedule a week or two later, it was uh, released that he was actually dealing with the coronavirus. It's not that I'm laughing, but, you know, You, you play you you play stupid games you win stupid prizes and then uh, where things get even weirder uh, the New York Times released a report that Russian intelligence had put bounties on US soldiers in Afghanistan so the reason why that sticks out a lot is because you know your president is in bed with uh, you know, I'm not even gonna say that dude's name because he he, he be doing stuff so you know, I'm just I'm just sidestep that part. And your president claimed he was never told. Even though there are a bunch of, like, a bunch of people who have said on the record that he was informed. But, you know, that's just what happens. And what might be the most uh, unbelievable part of this whole year is that Mississippi retired their state flag. And in case you're not sure what the Mississippi state flag looks like, it seems to be the only one holding on to the Confederacy in the year 2020. And that was June. So yeah, like I said, if you were just waking up from a coma or if you were in a cave somewhere and the first thing you decided to do was listen to this podcast, I hope I have caught you up on what happened in the first half of this year, which feels like a decade in itself, but... Here's hoping that the second half of 2020 won't be 10% as interesting as the first. Because, yeah. All right, so we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. Up in this thing, put you up on this game. I be walking my friend. Gang, 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 gang. 
If you don't jump to put jeans on, baby, you don't feel my pain. Please don't give me hype. Write my name in ice. I can't argue with these lazy basics. I just raise my price. I'm a boss. I'm a leader. I pull up in my two-seater. And my mama was a savage. Got this here from Tina. I'm a savage. Yeah. Classy, bougie, ratchet. Sassy, moody, nasty. Yeah. Acting stupid. What's happening? What's happening? I'm a savage. Yeah. Classy, bougie, ratchet. So we're back on the Well Actually podcast. So I just wanted to get into something real light, you know, because that seemed pretty deep, pretty heavy. And yeah, it was it had to be said. So I just wanted to get into I wanted to get into a, a show real quick. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with the show. It's called Insecure. And I waited to the end of the season to binge it because, you know, I had HBO and I found out a way to watch it. Whether it's legal or illegal, uh, we don't need to get into that. But anyway, I just wanted to get into the show because there are a lot of like differing views on who's right, who's wrong. As far as I'm concerned, everybody's wrong, especially Molly and Issa. But you know what? I'm not even. Go- <laughs> I'm not even going to. I'm not going to dive into that specifically. But the thing I wanted to get into about Insecure is that. I feel like it's it's a really well written show in that they tackle seemingly mundane things, and by mundane I mean everyday, not like unimportant, but like everyday things where situations that are very very relatable to like the common person. It's not like something in politics where nobody knows what the hell is going on, or something in space or sci-fi. Just like you know, interpersonal relationships, and. They have really, like, really interesting peripheral characters, like Homeboy that's like everything's bracken and was, uh, he got some bookies in the in the Bantry and like, like he plays a very good character. Like, even Issa's brother is like they're really well done. It's like, it's a show that like, I can really appreciate, and especially in a time like this when there were limited options on original content out there, it was just something that in the midst of binging it, it was just like, I, I just want to take a, like take the time to appreciate it, especially because it's a black show. Like they don't even like try to explain the joke to you. It's just like, you, you either get it or you don't. And that's something that I can really appreciate. And as for like specifics on, on what happened in this season, uh, well, I'm going to issue a spoiler alert right now. 
in case you have not watched the most recent season of Insecure, you can stop listening now or fast forward, I don't know, two minutes. But it's the whole uh, Issa Lawrence, Condola uh, love triangle. And it's not even a love triangle because it was just like some awkwardness and then they broke it off and then Issa came back in the picture. And it seemed like a whole lot of uh, wrong place, wrong time for everybody. And and I just want to get people's thoughts. Like, so what occurs when, like, what, I guess it's, it's sort of a look towards the next season anyway. But it's just like, even in real life, like, what occurs when the person you're no longer with comes back with the baby? Like, where do you go from there? For everybody, for Lawrence, for Issa, for Condor, like. As Issa, like, what is she supposed to do in that situation? Because don't give me that ride or die thing. Like, if one of the options is die, like, that's no, just no. Like, but like, realistically, like, what is she supposed to do there? It's like, I don't know. Maybe I'll get somebody on this on the podcast and discuss it with them because, like, in my head, it seems like it seems like a really easy choice. But I'm also not in her shoes because she seems to be really happy. So are you going to really throw that or throw all that away? It's like, I don't know. As for uh, Molly and her boo, he's actually like <laughs> Australian Irish. Like, it's like, like what? Australian and obviously Chinese. Yeah, obviously. But like, Aust- where did the Australian and Irish come from? It just, and his name is Alexander Hodge. And I, I don't know, I that just sort of, like, I had to look it up. and like, I'm weird like that because I'm just like, okay, have we seen him in anything else? And, of course, in the finale, like, they touched on uh, postpartum depression. And they didn't want to sensationalize it because, you know, things tend to get ignored when they're sensationalized. But they tried to make it gradual in that you just see, like, someone... Is starting to get overwhelmed and then all of a sudden shit gets real and she disappears and I feel like that was something that you don't see it on screen a lot except like when someone is like like going postal so it I, I just felt like that was a nice touch as someone who can never experience something like that even if I get married and have like like it's not something that I can personally understand but it just felt like it was especially in the discussion that happened after the episode it showed that they put a lot of care into it and they wanted to make sure like that was it was a story that was told and i just felt like it was it was something interesting and lastly the whole molly iso vibe and i'm sure this conversation has been had ad ad nauseum but it's kind of like one person like it was a very very unhealthy codependent relationship and it's like who was right, who was wrong, and I was talking to a friend about it. I'm like, they're both wrong. Like, they're whenever they, they talk, they're both annoying me. Like, I could do without both of them being on screen at the same time. And I'm sure that was a, a creative decision where they wanted them to be like that because, like, eh, no relationship can be, can be perfect. No friendship can be perfect. And I don't know if friendships are supposed to be, like, because as human beings we're flawed and our interactions our relationships are going to be flawed as well 
but they were just like super annoying because like they were doing things specifically to be annoying like they just chose the most annoying option the most annoying route then the most annoying thing to say even in the most innocuous situation just like okay i get it he said okay i get it molly just just move on just but i say all that to say i really enjoyed the the season and who knows when we're going to get more original content because i don't know if anybody's going to feel i don't know if anybody's going to feel comfortable enough to film these shows I mean, unless you're in Atlanta or Texas and you might just go to a club that has a swimming pool in it, you know, or go to a cookout with hundreds of people where there's not a mask in sight, just vibes and Corona. And it's like, okay, I guess that's what we have to look forward to going forward. But again, uh, at this point, I want to thank you all for listening. Uh, It's just a recap episode, so it might be a little shorter than you used to. And obviously getting guests on the podcast right now is not exactly feasible at least in person but uh thank you for listening and please remember to rate subscribe and review the podcast it's also available on apple Podcasts, spotify google play stitcher and i will try to put videos up on youtube i'll try it's not a promise don't hold me to it but i will try and of course if you have anything to say you want to speak back to the podcast we have uh, pages on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and we're going to actually try to do some like live uh, podcast episodes as well, just to have something interactive, and maybe I'll figure out how to get someone in podcast as well. All right, so take it easy.